Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you for this opportunity to give an offering and to be blessed mightily. We are thankful for your power that is at work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you may be seated. Welcoming those on Facebook. God bless you. And uh, God bless you also YouTube. God bless you Twitter and Instagram. All right. Today, we're going to give a good offering. But I want to share with you a key. And that is, always remember that in the Bible... Money is referred to as a seed. You rarely see the word money in the Bible. You just see the word seed, seed, seed. Okay? So whenever you are dealing with money, you must think in terms of the word seed. And you must think in the terms of a seed. Right? Actually, in many, many areas of your life, you have to think of things as seeds. When you are doing something, you think it's a seed. It's a seed. It's a seed. Uh, Galatians 6 and verse 7. What does it say? Whatsoever. God is not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. That word whatsoever expands the uh, definition of seed. Are you feeling cold? Yeah. Yeah. When you had a hot, you were complaining. Now the cold has come. (laughs) Oh, yes. Now, um, your whatsoever means many things are seeds. Many things are seeds. Do you get it? And uh, whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap it. So when it comes to money, you have to think always in terms of a seed. But I guess in many things you should think in terms of seed, seed, seed. I'm sowing a seed. This thing is a seed. This thing is a seed. All right? The other day I was watching uh, the overthrow of Kwame Nkrumah on a video. I think it's on YouTube or something. And they were showing the British being interviewed. All right? And... um, 
you could sort of see that they were happy that well I mean they were I don't know happy but they were like yeah it's like you know all this man has been overthrown and the whole country is happy they were they were they were quite they went to lengths to show that people were really happy that this man has been overthrown and they even compared it to a similar thing that had happened in Nigeria and they said in Nigeria there was nothing like what happened in Ghana in Nigeria they had had in that same year I think an overthrow of the government but he said the country was just in stunned silence but in Ghana there was rejoicing open rejoicing in the streets you know so I mean they gave a good report of the whole thing but I as I was looking at I thought to myself that well maybe when Kwame Nkrumah was leading Ghana to be the first country to be independent and independent of them. Do you see? Go away. We don't need you. We don't want you. You get it? And then a few years later, you to go away. You are not wanted. You are not needed by the whole country. So in a sense, you can see like what was done, what you did to the colonial masters is also being done to you. Because he was strong and he led the country out as a first country to break and then the whole British Empire is mad. You know, Britain was a very great empire. As you see it now, it's just a little island. And it was, the whole world was under them. And the whole world broke off after the Second World War. So, whatsoever we are doing, we should consider it as a seed. As a seed. Uh, if you are a bad child to your parent, one day your child may do that to you. You may be surprised. How many would want your child to behave like you behaved? Do you want your child to behave the way you behaved? Huh? And that's why you should be shouting mercy. Yeah. One day I saw a mother crying because her daughter had left home. And then, years later, I saw the daughter, who was now a mother, crying because her daughter had also left. And then I found out that the mother's mother's mother also cried because her daughter also left home. So everybody left and did the same thing to their mother. Amazing. So remember that beautiful scripture, Galatians 6, 7. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap it. But anyway, those of you on YouTube, God bless you. Facebook, God bless you. Twitter, 
You are blessed. And where again? Instagram. I hope there's somebody on Instagram. You are blessed. Hmm? What you are what you are doing? Like maybe I'm preaching, you are frying eggs. You get it? Like I'm preaching. You are doing something else. You must know that it's a seed. I hope you understand. You are frying the seed. That will be fried to you. Okay. Now, if it is a seed, I want you to understand that something that you need large amounts of seed to make an impact. Large, everybody say large amounts. Large amounts. How many want to make an impact? Yes. Now, the best, you know, when you go to, by the beach, I, I don't know if we still have it, you see um, coconut trees. Now, these coconut trees, they come from coconuts that have been planted. I think you may not know how many coconuts came by before these few trees came out. The trees we see, you have no idea how many seeds are flying in the air before we see the few trees that we have. So, you must realize that uh, seeds need to be a lot before they have an impact. Now, if you take sperm counts, normal sperms range from 15 million Per mill. Do you know what a mill is? Milliliter. You don't know. Which school did you go to? <laughs> we have a liter. We have what we call a liter. Then we have a milliliter. All right. It's just a small like this. All right. A, a what? Hundredth of a liter. One hundredth of a liter. Are you sure it's one hundred? It's from Presec. It's from Presec, perhaps. People are blaming it on the school. One thousandth of a liter. So it's very small. That's small. If it doesn't have between 15 million and up to 200, some people can have as much as 200 million sperms in that one milliliter. That is not all the ejaculate that comes out. You can have up to five mils. Are you with me? I don't know whether I'm talking to the right people. <laughs> I feel I'm giving too much information. So a good sperm volume would have between 1.5 to 5 mils of, of this thing. And then within one mil, 
you can have 15 to 200. So if we are at the peak, which is let's say 200 million, I've never seen such a count before. But if you have 200 million times five mils, the person also has a lot of volume that will give you 1 billion, 1,000 million. Yes, it's a, it's a billionaire. <laughs> I don't know which type of people are on the right side. <laughs> yes. So that will give you 200 mils, 200 million per mil, and there's five. So five times 200 is 1,000. 1,000 million. And I think 1,000 million is a billion. Yes. That's a lot. So what I'm trying to say is that for a seed to make an impact, one of the rules of seeds is that there have to be a lot of seeds. Like a lot, 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 lot of seeds. Not just one, one, one time. One drop in there. Do you see? So, if you want to be successful in uh, working with seeds, you need to always have in your mind, I need like a lot of seeds, a large amount and frequent planting of many different seeds all the time. And then miraculously, one out of all these plenty millions would work. And that's, that's, that's working with seeds. You just have to accept it. Do you see? Now, I remember one time I was speaking to an experienced gynecologist. And he told me, he said, look, when there's less than 40 million in his experience, they don't get pregnant. Even though the, the official thing says 15 million, some say even 10. He said his experience, if it's less than 40 million, they don't usually get pregnant. Yes. Although you need only one, one not one million. You, need, you don't even need thousand or hundred. You need one. Yes, that you have to sow plenty. So I believe that staying and being in church and having the opportunity to sow many seeds, do you see, is a very great blessing for us in terms of sowing seeds and giving. Your life is a life of sowing many seeds. And that's why I wouldn't advise you to love only one person. Like, if you have a chance to love, and when I say love, I mean care for somebody, provide for somebody. I don't know whether I'm in the right church. (laughs) Somebody was changing my message just now.
Amazing. Now, if you have a chance to love people, love many. If you have a chance to build, build many. If you have a chance to do something good for God, don't do one good thing. Don't just do one good thing. Why? Because I think that with seed work, you know, it's like, I don't know what it is, but there's just one is needed, but it looks like many different seeds are needed and then one is picked. I don't know why it's that way. Don't ask me. Don't ask me, but that just seems to be the pattern. So, if I take my preaching, I have to preach many times. Many, 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 many times. If I'm starting churches, I have to start as many seeds, churches as possible. I'm training pastors. I have to train many. If I'm loving pastors, caring for them, raising up pastors, appointing, I should have to appoint many. It's, it's like you don't even know which one is going to be a blessing. Oh, yes. One time I sent a message to someone who has been good to me. And one day he told his wife, you know, all these many pastors that I have looked after, this man from Ghana is the one who even remembers me. And is kind to him. One day I sent a message to him through his wife. And his wife sent a message back to me. Told me that she, she read my message to him and he started crying. But he has said before, he has loved so many people, cared for, because someone who has been in the ministry for many years, not in this country, in different places, you'll be surprised how many people you love before even one person may be touched enough to even remember what is being done for them. Many of my pastors who are bishops, you know, you're supposed to be, to have a cathedral, a seat, before you are consecrated. But many of them, we build it for them. It's not that they are so wise and they have even been able to raise money. We build it for them, put them in it. Oh, yes. And then we honor them. And people call them bishop. And people honor them. I see not all remember. Or even, you see, like Solomon. Not all are like Solomon. When Solomon built the temple, Solomon himself told God that, look, all this whole world, so big that you've created, how can you be in this temple? Solomon himself said it. That is, let's be serious. I'm, I'm honoring you, I'm building, but truly it's nothing. You know, not everybody thinks like that. 
So, out of your many seeds, you get somebody who thinks in a particular way. That's why I'm saying that if you are being good to people, don't be good to only one person. You'll be surprised where thank you will come from one day. From an odd place. Somebody you, you don't even do much for will be more grateful than somebody you've done a lot for. You'll be shocked. So, remember this law. Seeds, dear, baby, you need more. You need more seeds. You need more seeds. You need more seeds. And if you are trying to be pregnant, you need to sow more seeds. Because faith without works is dead. Yes. You need more seeds. And sometimes people are just surprised. Because that's just the nature of seed work. So tell your neighbor, you need to sow more seeds. I mean, the seeds, dear. Baby, baby. I hope it's the right word. Baby, you need to sow more. You, you can't say, I've just done one good thing. The one good thing you've done is not a thank you for the one good thing, but more. 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 You need to sow more. Yes. Yes. You know, Catherine Kuhlman ministered many times in uh, Pittsburgh and in California. There are these places that she was always ministering. Interesting that one day came a Palestinian young boy from Canada brought by his pastor. And of all the people that she interacted with, this boy, nobody boy, is the one who was blessed by that one day that she was preaching out of all the many services that she was always having. When you go to the service, everybody was queuing up outside because you can't get in. Catherine Kuman didn't like big halls. She wanted the place to be full. It must be full, full, full. So they queue at 6 a.m. to get in. And it's just miracles. But one boy called Benny Hinn, nobody and nobody, is just one odd person. You just don't know which one the thing will fall on. I hope you'll be a good person upon whom if a seed falls, we'll always be glad that that seed fell on you. Yes. I pray you'll be such a person. Amen. Because a, 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 a seed must fall also on a good ground. Yeah, that's also another thing. You know, a seed must have a good ground. How many are going to be a good ground? Yeah. Yeah. It must be a good ground. And all that has been put in you is going to come. Because somebody may come and have a, a very, very, a lot of spams, very loaded. But then when he plants the seed, it goes into maybe fibroids or some other complication. In fact, some people even have uh, antibodies. You know, like what, what you used to... I hope I'm in the right place. Yeah. Okay. What you used to fight uh, COVID, the antibodies... Some people have antibodies against spams. 
So when the sperm comes, the antibodies fight the sperms. Yeah. What are all these? So you may come with your 200 million whatever spends and then it goes to meet antibodies who are against spends. Are you understanding the barriers? So there are so many things. That is why you also need a good ground. Yeah, because if you sow in the wrong ground, you don't get anything. If, if I am in a place that I don't believe in, I'll never sow a seed there. No, 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 no. I don't sow seed. I don't, I don't just throw my money around. You not find me scattering offerings here, 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 here. No, never. I, I think about what I'm doing before I give. Yeah. If I feel that my seed is going into a cesspool, do you know what's a cesspool? Check it, cesspool. <laughs> huh? A receptacle of filth. A cesspool. Why should I sow my seed into a cesspool? Or into a deep pit with scorpions and snakes. I mean, why should I plant like there's a deep well going down and at the bottom is water? Why should I take my precious tree, coconut tree or papaw tree or whatever fruit and put it into that pool? Is it going to ever come out? No. So I don't waste, I don't waste my seeds. Don't waste yours either. Don't plant seed in cesspool, cesspools. Look at it very well. And if nothing's going to come out of it, why put your seed there? That's why I love our little churches that we've been building. Everyone who sows toward the building, you see physically the building. That's the building that you sowed and you built. The money can't be used for anything else because it, it, can, it cannot even really build that. We, we spend some other money around it. Uh, it's there. You built it. And that's it. Even those contributing to cathedrals, it's there. Honestly, I'll tell you, before I raise funds, I always try to make sure that it's not possible that what I'm raising the funds for will not happen. Because I don't want people to get the feeling that what you give it won't be used for that. It might be used for something else. That's why people are annoyed when there are no roads, no this, no water, no that, no all those things. Because we are paying tax. People are paying different things all over the place. Customs, you go to the port, you clear things, you pay so much. So and all those things are supposed to contribute. So that's why people get upset. So you don't just throw your seed anywhere. And I believe this church, you know, is a good church to sow a seed. Because you can see physically what we are sowing into. At least you are feeling cold this morning. Oh, yes. We used to be at Commonwealth Hall 
dining hall or at Commonwealth Hall. Yeah. Is that where we were? Yes. We've been at so many places. And we got this little room here. We bought it. And then we've been here. So it's helpful to, to, for you to see that it's not just throwing it away. If you are giving to Healing Jesus campaign, the Crusades, it's real. In a couple of weeks, we are flying into Madagascar, inside, not to the capital. We are going to the back. And we are weaving our way through. Oh, yes. It has taken us about five years to move our equipment to Madagascar. Because Madagascar has laws, some strange laws. For instance, you can't drive a, a, a right-hand drive car there. They don't allow you to import it. So all our equipment and our cars that were in South Africa, that we tried to cross from Durban to Madagascar, they said it will not be allowed to enter the country. So we have to get another set of equipment just to go to those islands. Yeah. It has taken us years. That's what we spend money doing. Yeah. And then another thing is that when the car comes, they don't allow it to be temporarily imported. You have to import as though you are living there. So you have to pay duty and everything fully. <laughs> For all the trucks and everything, you have to pay. So it's not a small thing to have a crusade there, but when you say the bills, it becomes too much. But if you have eyes to see, you will see that it's not a cesspool that you are just throwing money away into. So by the grace of God, the campaign begins in Madagascar. Yes. And then from there, it continues in Rwanda. Oh, yes. We fly straight from Madagascar to Rwanda, where they are also set up and waiting. And then from there, straight into the heart of Africa. You know the heart of Africa, Central Africa, where it's being guarded by Rwandan soldiers, Russian soldiers, and the UN. We can only go to the capital. Yeah. So you can see that if you are a Ben MP partner or you are supporting Healing Jesus campaign, you are not sowing to something that is, I mean, it's a theory. It's a theory. But actually, evangelism is taking place. And in Central Africa, it's very difficult to go there. <laughs> People are afraid of all these places. Oh, yes. So, you need a good ground. And that is why when Bonky died, a lot of people who had Bonky, they supported him for years. Because when he died, there was nobody to support again. And when certain people are no more, even though you may have, you may not know any evangelist or anybody who is worth supporting. That's, that's also the reality. I don't know if I'm in the right place. Facebook. Facebook. Are you there? Facebook and YouTube. God bless you. But I hope you are listening to what I'm saying. And uh, Twitter. 
I hope you are not frying fish. Now, frying fish when I'm preaching. All right. So, today you are going to join one of your many seats. How many, how many are going to let your seat get up to million, millions of offerings? Can you count the number of offerings you've given? Don't worry about that. That's how seed work is. You have to have more, 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 more. Don't worry about that. I've sowed seed. I've given up. That's how it is. It has to be a lot. And it has to be in a good ground. In a good ground. Oh, yes. You know, I always said, when I die, there will be some uncompleted church buildings. Because we are building to the end. To the last day, we're building the church. Every day I get, I receive thank you. There's no church here. We've built a church. I don't know if you see the buildings that are being dedicated. Thank you. There has never been a church here before. And this church has been built. Different remote places. And but we have pastors too. Some people think we don't have pastors. We have lay ministers. We have um, minister shepherds. We have pastors. We have people. We don't build churches where there's nobody. That's why you have not heard of certain places, churches not being built there. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's a blessed time to sow a seed. I think I'm talking too much. Yes. But I want you to have faith as we sow our seed today. That is one of the many seeds that I need to sow to get some result. Yes. And I know God is going to bless you. And, I, and God is speaking to somebody here. Don't love one person. Did you hear that message? Don't love one person. Like somebody will give a promise. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But it's like don't sow only one little seed into one little life. Sow into many lives. And be a blessing to as many. Because you just don't know who. You know, in about 40 years' time, I'll be almost 100 years. I don't know where I'll be, whether I'll be here or there. But I don't know who and what will be working and doing whatever. You see, that's why I'm sowing many seeds. And my prayer is that people that are going to come and that are listening and that are hearing, they're going to do great works. Way after we are gone. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Beautiful. Take out your special offering today. And um, I'm going to pray with you. It's one of your many seeds. Yes. It's one of your many, many seeds. Don't, don't, it's not a routine. And those of you online, take out your seed. You see on the screen, givingflowoffering.com. Just go to that and sow your seed in the flow offering because you are part of the flow congregation. Uh, God is going to bless you mightily as you give. Thank you. I can see right now on the flow um, I can see over 1,400 people are watching. 
1,400 devices right now. Yes, that's why I keep talking to the people on the floor. Because they are real people. Yes. So all of you, over 1,400 on the different platforms, YouTube, God bless you. Facebook, God bless you. Uh, Twitter, God bless you. Uh, Twitter, Twitter should come up. So I want you to share, subscribe, like, thumbs up. This is not the preaching, you know, this is the offering. But you see, the offering is like preaching. Yeah, you would think that it's just talking. Yes. It's a seed also that I'm sowing. Amen. Let me pray. I want to pray because I want your seed to be the one that's able to swim. Swimming seeds all the way to heaven. Father, I pray for the seeds that are being sown today. Let them swim well go well in the waters and after many days a mysterious return shall come to this seed I pray for it and I pray for those watching online a mysterious seed shall return with fruits for everyone bless a thousand times over Jesus name Amen Today's offering has Wait 1000 Fold return May whatever you sow today Return to you A thousand fold In Jesus name
have been exposed to be in the choir I tell you are you blessed by that fantastic song wow what's the first thing that you do ask your neighbor what's the first thing you did this morning hallelujah it's time for the word I said it's time for the word of God God is about to change your life I like what the Bible says. It says, God has given the tongue of the learner that you may speak a word in season. This afternoon, I'm believing God for a word in season for you. What is a word in season? It means it was the right time and you heard exactly what you needed to hear today. And this afternoon, God has a word for you. And our prophet has the tongue of the learned. And you're about to hear exactly what God needs you to hear today. Are you ready for an exciting adventure in the Word of God? Oh, I can't hear you. Do you? You know, when, you come, when we come to church, we do a lot of things, but nothing is as important as receiving the Word of God. We've come to the most important, most impactful, most, 
most spiritual part is the word of God coming to change your heart and change your life. Amen. So I want you to be ready for what God has to say to you. God is always trying to speak to you. And this afternoon, God is opening your ears to hear what he has to say to you. So I want you to lift your hands. We're going to sing a song that says, nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. And as you declare it over your life, I know God is going to speak to you and God is going to change your life. Come on, lift your hands with me. And let's sing, nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. When you're trusting in His love, I give to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible. All over this room, come on, sing it in faith. Nothing is impossible. Trusting in his word when you're trusting in his blood. I give to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard for God? He'll make a way in the wilderness, he'll bring pools of water in the desert, he'll transform your life, he'll touch your life. He's about to work in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Are you ready for the word of God? Come on, lift your voice and sing. Everything is possible with God. your prophet, Bishop, Dag, Hewitt, Mills. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, which art in heaven, thank you for blessing us again bringing us to your house. Thank you that everything depends on your word to us. Thank you for helping us to hear from you today by the Holy Spirit. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Now, today I'm going to share with you uh, something very interesting. And um, it has to do with your creation. You know, how you were created. And it has to do with not allowing yourself to be a full manifestation of how you were created and how you, how you fell. You get it? So, I'm going to share with you 
uh, in John chapter 2, verse 24, uh, 20, verse 24 and verse 25. So I'll tell you the name, the title of my sermon, but as you listen, you understand what the title is, in case you want the title of what I'm saying. I'm just talking, all right? I'm just talking. John chapter 2. Now, let's read from verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast, many believed in his name. Many did what? Believed in his name. Is it a nice thing for a pastor to have many people believing? Okay. Uh, They believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Okay? Now look at verse 24. Look at an amazing response from Jesus. And everybody's going to be shocked. But Jesus did not commit himself to them. To the people who believed in him. Okay? Why? Because he knew all men. Wow! Hey, Jesus, why? You don't like us. Verse 25. And he needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. Is it not amazing? So the question is, what is in man? That Jesus did not commit himself to any man even though they believed. Let's look at verse 23 again. It's amazing. All right? Now, when he was at Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name. Many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Many did what? Many were angry with him. Many were accusing him. Many were insulting him. No, many believed. So out of these believers, Jesus would be expected to at least fall in love with one or two of them, isn't it? But what does he say? And Jesus did not commit himself to them, both men and women. Because he knew all men. Verse 26. And he did not, the next verse, and he did not need any to testify or to tell him about man. For he knew what was in man. All right? Now, what is in man? Oh, Jesus, why didn't you marry anybody? Jesus, why didn't you have a beloved? Oh, Jesus, why didn't you have a best friend? Oh, Jesus, why didn't you have a business partner? Why, oh, why, Jesus? We don't understand you. Why didn't you marry any of us on earth so that we would really like you more? 
you know, if you're a missionary and you want the people that you've been sent to to love you, one of the things is to marry one of them. It really touches their hearts. Yeah. It really touches their hearts. Because the people see that, oh, you really love us. You've married one of our daughters. And then they also watch you for the rest of your life, how you look after her. So as you look after her nicely and so on, they also get, their hearts get warm towards you. I know two pastors who've done that. And they have big churches in Ukraine. Yes, I know two pastors. They have big churches. They they married Ukrainian ladies. Yes. And they have been nice to them. They have lived with them happily ever after. And they have full churches. There's no black man in the church. The, The pastor is the only black man. Yeah, the pastor is the only black man. Everybody else is a white person. It's amazing. And you see, when you marry somebody, you are telling, because you commit to her. You are telling, I love you. And all these people, I love you so much. I've taken one of you. And I've said to you, I love you. Come, bear my name. I will stay with you. I like you and your whole family. Ah, it's a very powerful message. Are you there? And through that, it touches the people without, spoken without words. Yes. So if you go to Ukraine, you see those two churches. One of my friends, Pastor Madava, he has a huge church. Only white people. There's not even one black man in the church. But he himself is from Zimbabwe. Oh, yes. Am I talking to the right people? Yeah. So I thought that Jesus would apply himself to such principles. Do you see? And at least commit himself to one of the people to whom he has been sent. But he did not. And the question is, why oh why? You get it? Why did Jesus not commit himself to anybody? All right. Disobedient uh, things on the computer. Now, the question is why? Job 15 verse 16. How much less one, how much more abominable and filthy is man? Who drinketh iniquity like water? How much more abominable and filthy is man who drinks iniquity like water? All right, are you there? Amen. Wow. So man is horrible. Amen. Man is horrible. 
because uh, it's just terrible. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man. God is not a man. That he should lie. Nor the son of man. That he should repent. Amen. But the first line is enough. God is not a man that he should lie. It's like a man lies. Introduce yourself to your neighbor. Say I am a man. And what are you there for? God is not a man. He's not a man. Oh, a liar. Mercy. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Then I want you to say, look at Mark 7 and verse 21. Mark 7 and verse 21. It says, for from within. For from where? Within. Within who? Within man. Out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts. First thing is what? Evil thoughts. Adulteries. Fornications. Murders. And what? What else? Verse 22. Thefts. Covetousness. Mercy. This is horrible. So do you understand why Jesus didn't want to commit himself to people with evil thoughts? Alright? Now how did man become the way he is? How did man become the way he is? He became the way he is by interacting with the devil. Amen. By interacting with the devil. The psalmist was alarmed in Psalm 116 and verse 11. He said in the New American Bible, American Bible, he said, I said in my alarm, he was alarmed by the state of man. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. He was alarmed. (laughs) Mercy indeed. I said in my alarm, I was alarmed at the state of man. So, how did man become like this? How, how, how did we become so some way? Alright? Now, we became that way by interacting with the devil. And when you interact with the devil, he speaks to you. And when he speaks to you, you it is by interacting with evil. A word spoken into you changes you because a word is a seed. Luke 8, 11. A word is a seed. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Luke 8 and 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So a word is also a seed. So when Satan spoke to Adam, 
He planted a seed. That's why when you speak to certain people, they plant seeds in you. You see, certain ideas will never occur to you till you speak to somebody. And that's why the friends you have are so important. Because the person will make a comment. Are you going to stay in this marriage? And then your, the seed of divorce is sown in you. Or somebody will make a comment and say, as for me, I am happy because I didn't marry out of love. Yes, I just married, but not because of love. So that means I don't love to in marriage. And before you realize, you've become a, a person without feelings. And you are hardened because of such comments. So uh, different things you've heard over the years are seeds in your life. And you are formed by those seeds. And you have a certain nature. Are you there? Yes. So, the point that I'm trying to make is that we are evil in a way that we can't even understand or believe. Alright? And although we are trying to do good, we are actually evil. Because we are men. Amen. And so that's why God has a lot of compassion on us and for us. And that's how we have to understand that we are sinful trying to serve God. Amen. Now, if you don't take care, you will manifest certain satanic traits because the seed has been planted in you. So, you must be careful in your life to watch yourself. Otherwise, you will soon develop a full-blown manifestation and look like a devil because the seed is in you. Yes, the seed is already deep in you. What seed is that? The seed of the, of the devil, of the serpent. Yes. In Psalm 58, we see from verse 1, it says, Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yea, in the heart we you work wickedness from the womb. Uh, you, you weigh violence of your hands in the earth. Verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. You see, the thing starts from the womb. And they go astray as soon as they are born. Huh? Like you didn't go astray later in life, You, who has taken away my verse? The wicked are estranged from the womb. And they go astray as soon as they are born. Speaking lies. Facebook, are you there? Facebook, are you there? YouTube, Twitter. Share, subscribe, tell them. I'm preaching now. Share, like. Heart, press the heart, comment, share, comment, subscribe, do it. We are not joking. <laughs> you think we will be ignorant forever? We are learning. 
The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born. Speaking lies. Wow. Are you seeing the liar who is sitting next to you? Look closely with your right eye at the liar sitting next to you. Now notice verse 4. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. So you see, the negative things of a man are from a serpent. All right? And they are like the death adder, which is another viper, that stoppeth her ear. So they are are poison. The negative things of human beings are so ingrained. It's like a poison of a serpent and a viper. And if you don't take care, all the features of the devil will manifest in you. Lying, stealing, treachery, being a traitor, betraying, and especially being unfaithful. You are appointed as an angel to be in charge and you rather organize people to fight against God. And I'm just saying that these traits are not things that are reserved for some bad people in a movie with drug dealers. It is us that he's talking about. And that if you don't take care, you become a betrayer. That's why you know, there is a list of people who used to be here but have left. Make sure you never join that list. Because when you join that list, it's like you see the thing eventually you yielded to a nature that was there all along. To lie, to promise, to swear, to, to, to declare, to say how much you love, how, how committed you are, how you will be there forever. That's why, you know, those who officiating where they don't waste their time. So all the things you are saying, I take you, come and sign, just come and sign it. this thing there. Just come and sign I mean, the, the talking is, is not necessary. It's like you are a man who is making all these promises. Because honestly, it's almost an insult to us, to our integrity, to have to sign a document at a wedding. It's like, are, are you joking? Are you serious? Do you think what we are saying, we are joking, we are lying? No, no. Don't bother about talking. Just come and sign. Enough of the talking. And we do it as though it's like part of the ceremony, as though it's something wonderful, something that we are but it's actually telling us that these are dangerous people who are speaking to each other, I take you as my whatever I, I forever, forever I will love you, I will follow you this and that <laughs> we don't trust anything that you are saying just come and sign this document and then you go and continue whatever you are saying and doing. Why? Because it is human beings that you are dealing with. So I'm saying this to help to say to you that let's make sure that you never 
fully become like the devil. Now I need to come down for the next part. You see? Yeah. If I take uh, my sister who is sitting right here, please put your iPad down and come. I need you. Oh, sit down otherwise you can't see. What is the name of your father? Mr. Fred Atto. Mr. Atto. Now, you see, do you see how she, she is? How she looks? It's from Mr. Atoll. Yes. All these features that she has are from Mr. Atoll. Oh, yes. I mean, now, uh, I don't know what features she has, but the features that she has are from Mr. Atoll. Yes. And uh, you come here, you. And this is, your father is what? Mr. Baden. Oh, he's from there, right? Okay. But your father, all his features are this forehead, everything is from his father. He does, it's like eventually you look like the person who planted the seed. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. So if Satan has planted a seed in a human being, like eventually, if you don't take care, you start to look like the devil. Because of the seed that has been put into you. Uh, Mr. De, please come. What is the name of your father? Manfred De. Manfred De. His features. You see, he looks different from this one. He's taller. He's slimmer. You get it? And it's just different. And you to come here, Erica. That's another one. Stand by the other lady there. Yes. So you see, eventually how she looks, she's, sh- she's shorter. You get it? Eventually she's looking like the, the, the seed, the person who planted the seed is giving her some features. Yeah, it's giving her some features. Mercy. Huh? Your father was short? Yes, he was. Wow. So you see, that's her height. It's amazing. So now, if the devil has characteristic of lying, stealing, being a traitor, a disappointment, a, a treacherous, I mean, a, 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 a unfaithful, wicked, do you see? If you are in danger of ending your life with that description being applied to you, if you joke with it, if you joke, because it's easy, it's natural. It says, they are poison in verse 3, 58 verse 3. It says, verse 3 please, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born. Why, why would you go astray as soon as you are born? Because, because of the seed in you. You never teach a child, look, I'm going to show you how to lie, okay? When you want to lie, you see, say this, 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 and that. You rather teach them to tell the truth and then they lie naturally. Factory settings. 
So come to the middle. They can't see you. Come. Come. Stand here. From seeds that have been sown, you have these ones. Characteristic, how the height, the, the width of his thighs, the thighs, width, size, whatever, height, hair, texture, color. You see, my hair is different. My hair is from the seed that gave to me. Yes. It's also, and my height, also different. And my face. And also, I'm also from a seed. Eventually, I end up looking at my color. Everything is looking like a seed. So I tell you, a seed that has been sown into you is going to make you disloyal, unfaithful, wretched, wicked, treacherous. And that is why I don't have to struggle anywhere I go and I preach about disloyalty in any language, whether Portuguese, in Brazil, in whatever. One Sunday I preached in a country in South America on a Sunday morning. I didn't know anything about the church. I just, that was my message that I had. Stages of this loyalty. Actually, I preached at the dinner meeting. Okay. And when I preached, the next morning, they came to pick me to continue in the Sunday. When I got to the church, the door was closed. I said, what is happening? They said, oh, something is happening in the church. What I preached yesterday, it has affected the church. Believe it or not, they never opened the door. The, the members were in the church. And I was, and I, they ended up, took me back to the hotel. He said, like, I mean, God is moving. They don't know what is happening. It's like the disloyalty and loyalty message I preached has affected them. Just the seven stages. Remembering this, this, whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like it had affected the church so much. I was taken back to the hotel. I never preached Sunday morning. And like people were on the floor. They were crying. There was whatever the pastor, the church, Sunday. Yeah. They said it from the Saturday. Yeah. Because that is the nature. It's like I came to describe men. (laughs) And and you don't need any special language. Any country you say, it just works. Oh, yes. Uh, Sit down. The people cannot see you at the back there. Or they are looking at the screen, eh? Uh, they have screens yeah amazing I preached in Malaysia at a camp meeting, Assemblies of God camp meeting, I finished and I thought to myself, you know my preaching is dry the people don't really understand what I'm preaching and all that so I just, I, mean, I don't know whether they understand but every Chinese looking faces everywhere, I preach to them like they, don't, they don't say much so I handed over to the pastor and he stood there. And I went to sit down. Then he stood there for some time. <laughs> he just started crying. Loyalty and disloyalty message. Oh. He just stood there in front of 1,000 pastors. And just <laughs> And I was wondering, Lord, what have I done again? <laughs> what it is is that you came to describe human nature. And human beings, as we are, independent spirit, memory, complaining, political, uh, passivity, deception, open rebellion, execute, I, I described stage one, stage two, stage three, and the examples I've given, nobody laughed. They were just looking at me, and they don't understand. Oh, yes. 
And I was invited again during the pandemic and that program didn't come up. I'm just trying to say that everywhere I have preached on these things, you see that people know that you are talking about them. And it is the power wherever. I don't need to know that. I just talk about it. And then you, the thing that they have, has, has the pastor said anything to, to, to that? So I am saying this to say that all of us uh, should be careful that never will you ever be called or describe or join a list of people that were not able to be faithful or constant. People who were not able to be loyal. When I say loyal, it's the same way faithful, constant, stick to your word. Say something and it, it is so. You don't need any more words. What you say, it will be. You will bend over backwards to ensure that the thing you said, you stick to your word. Oh, yes. You know, one day a man came to see me. He said to me, an elderly man, he said, today is the last day that I'm seeing you. I said, why? He said, because I'm going to die. He said, I have not long to live, so I'm going to my village. And I've just come to tell you that I'm going. Because he has been in the church for some years. And... uh, but I just want to ask for one request from you. And that request is that when you hear that I'm dead, please send one of your pastors to come and bury me. I said, oh. You know, I was moved by what he said. So I said, if, when I hear, if I hear that you are dead, I myself will come to bury you. I won't send anybody. I myself will come. I mean, I didn't say I won't send anybody. I said I myself will come. Because I was so, I mean, why is he saying that he's going to die and all that? So he went. But he didn't die as soon as we thought he would die. Later, years later, before he died, I was in the office one day when I got a message that Mr. So-and-so is dead. I said, hey, this man, I promised that when he dies, I will come and bury him. And I remembered my promise. I mean, not my prayer, but I, I said it. I said, Lord, I called Bishop Prince. I said, Prince, do you know this town? There's a town, this man has come far away. He said, we will find it. So, me that I don't go to funerals a lot and all those things, I had to find this village in the Volta region. Oh, yes. I went there. Bah! When I got there, I don't want to even go on to tell you all the things that happened there. Oh, yes. <laughs> but it was my promise to him. This is what I promised you. That's how, that's how we are not. He promises, oh, you are dead. If you are dead, you, you will not see if I don't come. Will you see if I don't come? You will not see. Yeah. If, if you go to heaven, when I see you in heaven, I say, oh, Charlie, you, you funeral, it was too far. <laughs> it was too far. Why should you go and die at that place? Yeah. <laughs> Next time you are dying, die nearer. <laughs> you see, few people will even keep their promises when you are not there to feel the pain of you breaking your promise. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
That's why when you say somebody, somebody says, I love you, I'll marry you. It's like, is it true? Are you sure? You marry me. When? And then the person mentions a father, 2027. So, no. <laughs> it's like we don't even have faith. 27. We are in 22 now. You're going to marry me in 27. You know, can you believe my father-in-law, eh? you know what he used to say? He used to say that a good person wants to marry you now. Yeah. Because when I, when I even said to my beloved or my wife that I want to marry her now, like, I thought that it was rather going to cause like a problem. That why should you want to marry soon? I mean, you are not, you are not serious. You don't know what it means. Have you married soon? But that was the opposite response. He said, oh no, then he's a good person. And he wants to marry you now. Because he doesn't want anything to happen. Because five years, you see that after five years, even the love has changed into a kind of mature type of liking. (laughs) Do you understand what I mean by some mature kind of liking that is like, some two friends be that have forgotten that they were once having some feeling. The feelings have left long time. <laughs> and they are walking more by agape love than even other kinds of love. Because it has been too long. Let me pray for you because when I use people as examples, I like to pray for them. Father, thank you for these ones. Two, three, four. Oh, they are faithful, and they shall be faithful to the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take your seats. So, uh, God is giving you a new spirit. I said, God is giving you a new spirit. He said, I'll take out the stony heart, and I'll write on their heart of flesh. I'll write in their heart and give them a new heart. A, A good heart, a faithful heart. You see, the church that you see cannot be built unless you are faithful. You can say, I love God, I want to serve God, I'm going to be a missionary. It is, it's nice. It's nice. But you see, you need to be saying this after 20 years. After 30 years, you are on it. If you listen to my messages, you see that I've been preaching not just for two years or not just saying something for three years. Is we are on it. Yes, what I said, I said, I'm going into the ministry. I'm going to be a minister. And I'm still on it. (laughs) And it's only faithfulness that will bring certain results. And actually, in the end, the words that you hope you will hear are well done, good and faithful servant. Not that that you are good at it, but you were faithful like constant. That's that's a characteristic that you don't really have in human beings. Because you see, the devil wasn't constant. If he was constant, he would still be in heaven. He was not constant. He couldn't stay in heaven. The post that he had and the big promotion he had, walking up and down in the midst of the stones of fire, it, it went, it affected him. And after some time, he wanted more than that. And then when God brought up new people like us, because we, 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 we came in later. 
The devil has been there a long time because we don't have any record of him being created. From the time man has been there, the devil has always been there. So the devil was created before human beings came to the world. And I suspect that for God to make a creature that was made in the image of God, I think the devil found it offensive because he was the most important before we came on the scene. And when we came on the scene, we became his focus. God is interested in us and I don't know why. You know, when, when somebody, when you are the focus of someone important, you know, you must realize that it causes reactions elsewhere. <laughs> don't, don't think that just being important and being blessed is free. In this world, when you are blessed, it causes negative reactions rather than positive reactions. Can you believe Lazarus when he rose from the dead? When, when Jesus brought him back from the dead. I mean, they wanted to kill him. The Bible says in John 12, chapter 12, that they sought to kill Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead. Yes. Much people of the Jews, therefore, when they saw he was there, they came not for Jesus, said that, but they might see Lazarus also. No, but then later on, the next verse, it says that they, they wanted to kill him. But the chief priest consulted that they might put Lazarus to death. I mean, somebody who has already died, come back. It's like coming back. It's, we are not so happy that you've come back. Why do you come back? Why should you be alive? That they wanted to kill him. Being the focus of attention and the focus of promotion or the focus of a miracle doesn't make people happy. In fact, the greatness of the miracle that Jesus did is what even sparked the people off and they decided to kill Jesus. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, they said, they said the whole world has gone after him. They said the whole world has gone after him. I mean, this is too much. <laughs> the whole world has gone after this man has raised him four days. He said, I mean, the whole world. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Uh, somebody can't find the scripture. Hmm? Yeah, you'll not be having a quiet time. Yeah. And the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how you prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. Amen. They said, No, 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 this is too much. And they, they, they decided. To kill Jesus and also to kill Lazarus. Are you listening? Oh, yes. Those of you on Facebook, I love you. And Twitter, I love you too. YouTube, I can see you because I can see the number of people. Well, over 1,400 people are watching. But you need to share and call your friend who is eating sausages and sleeping whilst we are preaching that this is the time to be online. Amen. Concentrate for a few minutes. Amen. So how many want to say, I never want to be like this? Never, 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 never. Oh, only those on this side. I think it's those on this side don't want. On this side also have chosen. Uh-huh. Okay. So what I want to give you is signs, signs that you may be becoming that way. Yes. How many would like to have some signs? I know the thing is coming on. The thing is, the seed is germinating. Let me show you the signs. 
Oh, yes. And you find them in my book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. Chapter number um, five. Mm. Acts chapter fifteen, verse thirty eight. And the first sign that maybe, maybe, you may be one of these serpentine, luciferian, viperides is how you behave in times of pressure or crisis. Yeah, how you behave in times of pressure or crisis. Acts 15 verse 38. Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. Amen. And Proverbs 25 verse 19 says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Amen. Are you there? Now, you see, in Acts 15, verse 38, Paul was under a lot of pressure. And he saw, are you there? I don't know if you are still here. Should I continue? I, I can stop now because... I mean, I've already said enough. Yeah. You see, whenever there's a crisis, look at my book. You see the point is there. When there's a crisis or there's pressure, how people behave tells you who they, who, who they can be. Yeah. You know, there are crises to come and you see some people, they don't flinch one. They don't even budge. They just immediately dismiss this nonsense. But there are some people, when there is a crisis or pressure, then you see their faithfulness that, oh, this person is movable. Only that he hasn't moved, but he's movable. Ah, I'll, I'll talk to this, uh, this side. You see, when you marry, you think there will not be crisis? Aha. Uh-huh. That is where you see. Some people you have no child, no pregnancy, and that's the end of the marriage. Because it, if there's anything that puts pressure on a marriage, it's childlessness. No child, it puts a lot of pressure on, on the marriage. Yeah. Everything becomes affected. You may not know. Oh, yes. So anytime there's a pressure or a crisis, then you can see people. So for me, in times of crisis, I watch people. Sometimes you see somebody so inquisitive. He wants to read and see what it is. 
Because the person is movable. That's why the person is so interested. There are people who are not interested to know what stories you are talking about. But I want to hear, eh, so what is this? So what is this? What is that? What is this? But a stable person doesn't want to know. Let's say Ham and his brothers. Why did Ham come and look at his father's nakedness? But Shem and Japheth, they walked, the Bible says they walked in backwards. They didn't even want to say, we don't know whether he's naked or he's not naked. We are not interested. The Bible says, with their faces backward. They said, we don't want to see or know. We are not interested. It's nothing to us. It's rubbish. But some people, they will come with binoculars to see. So I'm just trying to say that. Watch people and watch yourself under crisis. Because thank God we have had some traitors. Thank God we have had some traitors. You see, Jesus needed a traitor to accomplish the will of God. He needed a traitor. You just have to pray that it's not be you. But you, you need traitors to actually fulfill the will of God. Traitors and disloyal people are necessary to bring Jesus to the cross. There are things you will never experience without having a traitor. You never, you see, in the U.S. Army, they have, they, wait, they speak among themselves and they say, when you are trained to be a soldier, you'll be lucky if you get a war. Because otherwise you are just trained, you know how to march. Yes, attention. At it, that's all. That actual fighting you've never fought before. It's just theoretical soldier. You are an armchair soldier. So you'll be lucky if you get a war. That's what they say. Some of you, the things we wrote in the books about loyalty, you, you, they, they look theoretical. But thank God that in current times, you get a chance to see Absalom in manifestation. Real as a son. A real son whom you appoint, consecrate, ordain, help, employ, love, care for. I mean, feed, do everything for, and that person rise up with an arrow to, to try to kill you or to attack you. It's something you have to see to even grow. Do you see? Yes. So, thank God, at least, it helps you to see. But... It is your response in such times how you seem to even waver. That re- even reveals your movability. In fact, you can easily decide not to trust somebody again. The fact that the person even wants to even know something can even make you know that this person is some way. Yes. What again, what again do you want to do? Yes, you've been here around for years. You have been part of the church for years. The fact that a crisis or a pressure can move you. This is what Paul said. When we took uh, this guy, uh, what is his name? John Mark. Or whoever it was. John Mark. I mean, Charlie, when we were hot and, I mean, things were well, the guy said he will not go again. I mean, it is so wild. <laughs> what type of person is this? When, when, when we are hot like there's fire in the mountain and like everybody is struggling, that is when we see that you are saying, I'm, I'm resting, I can't wake up, this and that. Vague answers. Wow. That's how you behave when you get married and there's a problem, you can't have a child or there's some financial problem. 
Or the man you thought was a rich man is not rich at all. Because there are people that look rich, but when you mind them, that's when you see that his whole, uh, the tailor has sold, the tailor has sold uh, the, 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 the pocket and there's no, uh, the hand cannot enter. That's when you see that the car keys he was jangling around you is actually his room keys. When the financial pressure begins to mount, then will you see whether you are united? Yeah. You marry and the person cannot have a child, or you marry and things are not as you thought. Because you, you, you marry someone and you think to yourself that, oh, this person, eh, when I marry him, ah, I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy. But some of you have never been in a house with a rich father before. And you will find out that the reason why the father is a rich man is because he doesn't spend so much. And his mind is not that he must spend all that money on you, the child. Oh, yes. A lot of rich fathers, they are in the house. It's not easy. Food will be provided sometimes. This will be provided. School fees will be paid. But that's it. Fend for yourself. International. I don't know. So, when the wind blows and then you see there was some adjustment. There was pressure. Oh, yes. Have you, have you heard of the British Empire? Have you heard of the British Empire? It was the empire from Australia to Canada. Even America was part of them, but they, they went off. Uh, Canada, Caribbean, Africa, uh, where? Asia, Malaysia, and all that. But I'll tell you a surprising place that was Israel. That was part of the British Empire. Israel. Israel was part of the British Empire. Yeah. And then in 1945, there was pressure. (laughs) There was pressure. And the Israelis were becoming a lot. They were coming to the promised land. And the British Empire needed, 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 needed. There there had been a decision that they should create a, a place for Israel so that Israel would exist. And they knew. But now there was pressure because the Arabs were not happy that the Israelis were coming. They were becoming too many and they were fighting. And there was pressure. Do you know why there was pressure? Because the British Empire needed the oil from the Arabs. So they suddenly pulled out. And they said, you're on your own. Do whatever. Meanwhile, they said that there should be an Israeli state. They turned on them. And betray them. And Derek Prince is written in his book. He said that was the end of the British Empire. Today Israel exists and the British Empire does not exist. Because they, they turned their back on Israel. Yes. It's not easy to, to stay under pressure. Because you need the oil to, 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 to fuel your wars. That was the second war the empire had fought. They fought the first war 1914 to 1918. First world war. That's the first time the world 
the word world war has been used in the world. Now they fought the second one just a few years later from 1939 to 1945. Those of you who are history students. You're all here. You don't know all these things I'm saying. Hmm? When there is pressure, you see some people stop paying tithes. Oh yes. Pressure. Pressure. So the first sign is watch people under pressure. Watch people under pressure. And I want to know how you behave under pressure. Some of you, small pressure. If you move from this area to another area, that's the end of church for you. Sorry, it's too much. Charlie. We can't take I mean, the buses. I mean, it's over, Charlie. Forget it. Forget it. A, a little change or a little exertion. Where are the online people? I have to go up there to get the online. <laughs> small pressure, and it's like that's the end of you. So watch out. I've been in this church and this work. There's been a lot of pressure on me for years. A lot. For years. In different forms. So you, we see your behavior under pressure. Hmm? Ask your neighbor, how do you behave when you are under pressure? What do they say? Oh. Huh? Some of you, if you marry and your husband gets a pot belly, you, you may not even like him again. All right, sit down. I've given you two signs. Number three. People who have moral weaknesses. Immoral weaknesses. And then number four. People who have financial weaknesses. Now let me start from financial weakness because it's easier in terms of the scripture. The Bible says Judas, the quintessential Iconic traitor was a thief of money from the church. So, if you watch someone's financial behavior, do you see? You can see this person is going to be somewhere. Yeah. I always remember a sister, her husband stopped paying tithes. Do you see? And I said, this husband. He's becoming some way. And truly, until he divorced her. He divorced her. Yes, he divorced her. In the end, I'm saying in the end. But it was a sign. I'm talking about signs. When you see financially you are some way, like even tight you not pay, it shows that in secret you cannot be faithful and constant. In secret. You are not constant. It's just, it's just always a public show. We would never need to do fundraising if people just pay tight. But in secret, whether you actually are constant in secret, it's shown in your tight, in your commitment. Not in sudden giving, but in just regular 
pain of tithe that is like, this is my tithe. You are earning $1,200, but you have made it 1,200 CDs. And you are paying tithe on 1,200 CDs because you say my, my income is 1,002. So you just say 1,002, so it's 120. Oh, Male, you know that one dollar is not one CD, but that is what you are doing. You've done your own rate. You are a forex bureau on your own. The government will be happy to have your rate. <laughs> I said, oh, I can't pay tithes on dollars like that. I have to pay in the local currency, CDs. 120 CDs. So how you are, you can see. We can see if maybe, because the devil was not constant. I mean, he was worshipping God. Worshiping. The next moment, he hates God. After some years, he's turned to fight God. He's God's enemy. He hates God with a passion and he hates even God's children. And anything that belongs to God is fighting God. He was not not able to stay constant. So when we watch how constant you are with finances, we can have an idea. Does it make sense? Yes. Then when it comes to morals, I mean, if you can tell one girl, hi, baby. I love you, baby. I'm going to marry you, baby. You're my sweetie, baby. You're my darling, baby. And then you tell the next one too, hi, baby. I love you, baby. You're my sweet, baby. Then you tell the third one, I love you, baby. You're my sweet, baby. You're my darling, baby. Mm, ah, my loving, baby. Then you tell the fourth one, And each one, you are telling the same thing. It means your words are not worth the value of the words, the meaning of the words. You are already an unfaithful man. You have shown already that you are not a faithful person. Yeah. And that is why most, many times you have traitors have moral weaknesses as well. When you go into their lives, you find out that they are also immoral. Because... The unfaithfulness is a character. It's like your skin. When when you have a bodily scent, you can smell the person from head to toe. Each place has that scent. How how many have smelled somebody before that? There's a smell here. Raise your hand if you are a Christian and you have seen one before. Those are the corner that they are not mine. I think I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop preaching. I'll stay more on this side. The scent, whether it is in the moral, whether it's in the financial, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the ministry, whether it is in marriage, it is, that thing is there because it runs through, whether it's financial, moral. So you find out that just as a person can lie through his teeth breathing, it's like his breath is a lie. That's how like he can lie about everything and at the same time, you see that he will one day become a total, totally unfaithful person in another dimension. Yeah. So every brother, let's talk with the brothers first. Because brothers like multiple 
um, multiple what? Lovers, partners. You love many. Your love is broad. Love is shared abroad. They say their love is shared abroad. <laughs> Your love is shared abroad. So where you cannot stay is a sign if you don't take care. It will extend and you'll be shocked what you can become. Yeah. So watch out. Yeah. I mean, a young boy like you, you have been able to lie to a number of girls. And at your age, like people believe you as you lie to them. No, it's serious. <laughs> and I don't know what to say for a girl. If a girl will also manifest like this, then actually, that's too much. I'll give you some scriptures if you are a girl and you are into those things. So, tell your neighbor, I'm watching your moral life to see whether there are some gaps here and there. Perhaps you're about to manifest. Amen. The next one is leaders who are worldly. When somebody is worldly, it's not likely to be faithful. Because the world is not a faithful world. The Bible says, Demas, 2 Timothy 4 verse 10. Demas, Demas has forsaken me. And I'm not surprised. Demas has forsaken me having loved this present world. Why did Demas forsake? Because he is a worldly person. He is worldly. He listens to worldly music. He has worldly friends. His main people are worldly. All that he does is with worldly people. And in the end, Demas forsook me. Demas just deserted. Demas became an orang. Demas became an orang. Why? Because he's worldly. His friends were worldly. His music was worldly. The messages he listened to are worldly. Everything about it is worldly. Demas is a worldly man. And that's why he became an orang. Put my scripture there. Everybody look at this. Demas has forsaken me. Is it a good testimony? When we get to heaven, we'll see if he's there. Having done what? Loved what? What did he love? This present world. Watch out for people. They love cars, houses, money, things, earthly things. So much. Like you are so attached to it. It's not a good thing. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life, oh, they are not of this world, they are not of God. And it, will, it, will, it is of the world. It's a world, worldly thing. And if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Don't love the world. 
We are in the world and we are seeing the things that are in the world. Don't fall in love with the world. That's why God, God put it in my head. That's why I'm not in love with debts and loans. Because it's a worldly system. It doesn't impress me. When somebody has a lot of loans and debts and whatever, I'm not impressed at all. At all. At all. It doesn't impress me at all. In fact, it's completely unimpressive. When I hear any, but they say, we have been able to get a bond, or I don't, I don't even know what a bond is. What's a bond? We've been able to get a bond, we've been able to get a loan, we've been able to get this. It's not impressive to me. Don't love the world. Don't be impressed. You rather reading books on Lee Kuan Yew, or reading books on Bill Clinton, or reading books on what, than reading books on Adoniram Chatson. Adoniram Chatson doesn't impress you. But rather you are impressed with uh, Steve Jobs. And you are reading their biographies. And you are not also becoming a president. I don't understand what you are reading. Eh? (laughs) You keep on studying these worldly things. I don't also see your progress. I feel somebody wants me to stop. Now, as the person next to you, do you know that he's talking about you? Do you know that he's talking about you? Watch out. Listen. Watch out. Eh? Watch out. For all these signs. Because if you don't take care, one day you join a list. The other day I saw somebody joining the list. I said, oh, why are you joining this list? Of those who were not able to be faithful. And have joined the list of orangus. It's not a long list, but you have joined yourself to this group. Why? Hmm? People are just destroying their lives. They're just destroying their lives. But when you try to shake a big tree, after some time, you'll be dizzy. Number seven. Anybody who is prepared to attack his father. eh? In 2 Samuel 16 verse 11. Look, if you have anything for your father other than love and admiration and honor, you, if you have any other feeling, do you see, you must be in danger. Second Samuel chapter 16 and verse 11. Behold, my son Absalom seeketh my life. My son Absalom seeketh what? My life. Now, watch everybody in relation to his father. And you see, me, I'm attracted to people who love their fathers. When you like your father, you become interesting to me. When you dislike them, I find you somewhere. I, I will not lie to you. The other day I was watching a movie and the man was threatening his father. And in the movie I said that this man in this movie, even though it's just a movie, it will not end well for this guy. Because he was threatening his father. 
And the father told him, you are not thinking with your brains. Yes, you are thinking with your testicles, he told him. Yes. What a way to think. And he told him that he must put the testicles in cold water to cool them down. Because he was following a girl. And the girl was making him think wrongly. So he said, your brains are not working. He was telling his son directly. And the son was amen. At the point, the son was taking a gun and was waving and said, hey, what is this guy doing in this movie? He's going to get a problem. Absalom. I mean, Charlie, watch yourself. In relation to any father. So, but my father is a useless man. You are a fool to talk like that. I'm telling you, you are a fool. I don't even know your name. Otherwise, I would have added capital letters to it. Your father. Your father is your father. Anybody who can attack his father is a dangerous person. And anybody who loves his father has a good future. You have to be careful. And you see, you, you, you can't believe who you can. Who created? Lucifer was created. Look, in, in, in Ezekiel and Isaiah, he said, you forgot that I appointed you. I created you. All things were made by God. And you forget it, all these things. And my mother is this. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Before you open your big mouth to talk about grown-ups and fathers who have existed, if they haven't done anything, they have existed. They have existed through 10 years of this, 10 years of this, 10 years of this, another 10 years, another 5 years, another 10 years. And they have gone through. They have gone through. That's why the Bible says you rise up before the gray-headed and acknowledge them. When you see a gray-headed person, you rise and acknowledge them. You don't know what the person has been through. For you. I'm teaching you because if I, if I don't teach you, you will do, you see, the characteristics will just be coming out. Like if, if your family has big breasts, you see that before you realize that your chest, that the things are coming out. Room, room. You see that it's come. It's come. Because it is in the genetics. It is in the seed. And if I leave you, before you realize Luciferian traitorship, different treachery, they will just be bursting out. Oh yeah, if I don't say it and I don't keep saying it and I don't keep saying it and I don't keep saying it, you 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 one day find a father in your life, you'll be wondering what the kind of things you are talking to him about. You'll be challenging him, you wonder who you are. Shortening your own life. That's why I'm saying it. So not because I've not said it before, but I'm sowing the seed because remember during the offering, I said, seed here, it has to be plenty. Your spiritual fathers, your ministry fathers, how many churches will you go to and they are interested in you becoming a pastor? Let's be serious and let's be honest. People are drawing how to become millionaires and how to be rich. When have you come to this church where you taught how to be rich? Not that it's not a good sermon and I don't see why I shouldn't teach you how to become rich, but I've not been teaching you how to become rich. That is it. But it doesn't mean we are poor. Look closely. Look closely and see. 
So everybody can be assessed by your relationship with the fathers of your life. Everybody, you can assess the person. You, I'm assessing you. This you, I'm assessing. One day I saw a sister. She was struggling with her father. I said, no, don't do it. Because the father has gone to get another. I said, stop. Stop it all. You don't know. Don't stop it now. Stop. Don't even start. It's not, it doesn't concern you. It's outside of your periscope. Trust God and honor and love. Your father is in prison. One day a brother came and told me, my father is in prison. What must I do? I said, my friend, go and find food. Take to him. Honor him. Visit him. Love him. Honor him in the jail. When my father was thrown in prison, I went there. I was in Takradi when I got the news that he had been arrested by the revolutionary forces and thrown into a prison. I drove in the middle of the night about 2 a.m. in my small car from Takradi to Accra to come and find my father because my father had been put in a prison illegally by arbitrary forces and dictatorships. I drove, you can you imagine me driving a small car like an Uber from Takradi and Uber, this type of Yango, Yango cars. I was driving one. <laughs> because my father was there. And where would I be if my father was not my father? Yeah, I drove throughout the night through Takradi. They said, Dark forest, be possible. There's some forest all the way come to Dabwase uh, 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 and some other places. On the way to Elmina, through Mankesim, all those roads, I was alone. Driving. Coming in the middle of the night till morning. And I went to Nima police station. And my father's been thrown, he's lying in the prison there. What will I do? I went to see him lying on the floor. In this Ghana. <laughs> you are looking at my laughter. <laughs> oh, yes. Your father is your father. Oh, yes. Your father is your father. No matter what. And I watch you and your father closely. Yeah. And I can tell you are going to be Lucifer. You are going to be Absalom. You are going to be Satan. The serpentine seed is going to come out of you just by looking at how you are behaving in relation to your father. I can see. And your mother too. Some mothers are fathers, eh, by the way. Unale mother, but she's also a father. You see her as a, a mother, but she's a father. She's even the father of the house. You have this irresponsible fend for yourself husbands. Do you know what is a fend for yourself husband? You've married him, but you have to fend for yourself. Oh yes. I think I will stop because I think the people I feel as if I'm fighting with somebody. <laughs> I am your spiritual father or your father in the ministry. You got to be careful with me. Because a comment by me can make you wither. It's true. Not because I am powerful, but because if I am your father, then my comments and my words will affect you.
<laughs> no, I hope you know that I'm reading from my book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. Those of you who don't read the books. Number eight, wounded, wounded people. Anybody who is hurt. Eh? Absalom hated Amnon. Watch out with people's heads. Any head person who doesn't recover from his head, that person can easily be a wild um, orang. Orang is a new fangled name for orangus. Orang. Second Samuel 13, verse 22. Absalom had a brother, Amnon, and Amnon raped his sister, half-sister. Watch out in families that have different mothers. They are natural factions. Yeah. Now, Amnon was another faction and Absalom was another faction, so Amnon raped Absalom's sister. Ah, it was not good for, at all. Absalom couldn't take it at all. Sometimes you see you are hurt, but somebody is more hurt than the person who is hurt. Is more hurt for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I've experienced being more hurt for people that are hurt than the person. The person doesn't even seem to be so bothered. I seem to be sometimes bothered more, more for the person. Absalom was more bothered by what has happened. And he hated her. You know, you have to watch out for a wounded person. That's why all of us here must forgive. Today is the end of anything that is making you some way. Uh, look, today, uh, let every wound, you see, if you are wounded, it's just a matter of time, you become an orang. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You see how people are when they are in relationship, new relationship. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Till they get hurt for the first time. Call me if you love me. Call me if you love me. Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me? Somebody asked me, why don't you write a song? Text me if you love me. I love you, I love you, I love you. Till you get hurt. And when you get hurt, then you see that the love starts to change. change Until it becomes... Changed completely to, it crosses the line and becomes hatred. That's why when people die, husband and wife, when one is killed, they accuse the, the spouse first. Yeah, because love can quickly move towards hatred. These were brothers, eh? They were brothers. And there was hatred now. Yeah. So watch out for your head. When you get hurt, okay, you must heal. Look, you'll be surprised how much your body can heal. If you see somebody being operated on, you'll be surprised. Or they can open the stomach from here to here and open it with clamps wide like this and bring all the intestines out and put it on the side. <laughs> when you come, you think it's an animal. It's a human being who is still alive. 
They move all the intestine and put it to the side and operate. And then afterwards, sew everything and put it back inside. Mix it small, small like this. And then join and sew the person up. You see the person walking the next day. You wonder what is going on. So I'm telling you today, are you listening? You have a great capacity to be healed. And you have a great capacity to recover from cuts and deep cuts and deep wounds in your life. So do not allow deep cut and deep wound to stay in you. Otherwise, you change and you become... So if they cut you like that and you don't recover, you'll be like this. So you see that you've changed. You've changed. You've changed because you've not recovered from your head. So let your head... So you see, your your, your personality even has changed. Look at Herod's wife. One comment the pastor made because of her, her, her beloved. Her beloved was Herod. Herod's wife's beloved was Herod. And, and the pastor said it's not a good relationship. It's not a good relationship. This relationship is not a good because you know she's somebody's wife. Hey, Charlie, that was it. I mean, she hated him. And when there was an opportunity for her to get revenge, then we saw how deep the hatred was. When her daughter said, Daddy says I should ask you what anything I want. Mommy, she said, I want head soup. What? Head soup. Like soup of head. Which head? John the Baptist head soup. So they went downstairs and they took the knife and they cut out of somebody's head. Because of what? A comment. Sometimes you wonder how a small thing can turn somebody into a monster. Just a comment about your relationship. This is not a good relationship. I don't know if I'm talking to the right people. I said a comment. Just a comment. You wonder that. I mean, the man just made a comment that this relationship is not good. I mean, that's all. Charlie, the, the woman who is like, you see a, a kind, nice, loving woman. I'm sure she was sexy. And I'm sure she was, I mean, Herod's darling. He used to call her darling. I mean, she was so flowing and sexy that Herod loved her and liked her and even married her. This is what she has turned into. She has turned into a killer. They went and they cut her. They beheaded him and the blood pumps like this. Because of your heart, it pumps out. All John the Baptist blood came out and became a big soup, and they took it. This was requested by a lady who a comment, just a comment, a comment has been made. A comment has changed you. <sighs> Some of you, you don't realize how you've changed since a comment was made. Sometimes of you, just you were corrected. Some of you, you were rebuked. Some of you, they spoke to you in front of others. That was all. You have just changed into something. You are just waiting for a chance to revenge. That's why I say that. Me, watch people that are here too. Mm. This person. You know what? The person can betray you. The person can betray you. Because the person is so hurt. Hurt. Meanwhile, all along, nothing bad has been said. Just one day, something was said. I think I'm talking too much. 
How many realize that just something, a comment, why should you say in front of everybody? Why should you give that example? But didn't you know that this and that? So is it right for you to do this? And you're not, it's not appropriate. You're some way. <laughs> hey. No, you know, one day a pastor told me something. I don't know if he followed the advice himself. I don't think so. But I'll tell you the advice he gave me. He said, always try to have a pure spirit. He told me, I always try not to allow hurt to stay in me. Oh, yes. And me too. I try all my best. I can tell you, all the orangs and all this, I don't have any grudge against them. I just see them as, oh, I wish, I, I, I wish Satan will not be able to destroy you. Yes. Satan will not destroy you. If at all, Satan should destroy you, but not you. It's sad. So please watch your heart. Eh? Watch your heart. Watch your heart. One of the things that hurts people is when they feel neglected. They feel forgotten. They feel you should have done something that you didn't. Hey, by the way, that's what comes in relationships and marriages. So. Because you see, everybody who comes in a relationship has watched a movie. And has in his or her mind what he is expecting to happen in the movie. What are all these movies? Oh, yes. But I tell you, God is showing you today. Even if you had certain expectations, don't let, it's different from how you thought. Some of you thought you have a man who would come with a deep voice. Hello, my darling. And the beloved, you've got, got a high voice. Hello, hello, my baby. Hi, baby. How are you, baby? Like he wanted a really bass voice. Oh, God, you know. He's, he's rather come with a soprano voice. You thought, you thought that he was going to come and take you for rides in his car, his air-conditioned car. In his BMW, his new car. But the beloved that has come does not have a car. And even when he has a car, he doesn't believe in rights. Hey, Mobo. Before you realize you are hurt, that God is healing you. One day, I saw a sister in this church. She was talking about a former beloved who had left her. And then she moved her hand like this. And she said, so I said, hey, this is a wicked girl. I tell you, I don't know who is going to be loved. She, the, way, the way her hand moved like this, and then the way she said, I said, just the movement of the hand. I felt it, something like karate. I don't know. Try to forgive her. 
before you realize you have become karate kid. You become karate kid. How many are realizing, realizing that a lot of signs? A lot of signs. Those of you online, are you there? Uh-huh. Oh, I hope you are still watching. Or oh, you couldn't control, you've gone to fry plantain. <laughs> you see, you are not able to be constant. Try to be constant. We are just about to close. It's a blessing. And don't be offended that I, I, I pointed out the plantain you were frying. What a blessing. Everyone stand to your feet, please. Do you know why I say you should stand to your feet? Because there are 39 points. That's 39 points. And I'll give you only eight. are signs of disloyalty and I, I, I want you to be really take away those signs. But let me give you number nine. Someone who is not prepared to be trained or retrained. Uh-huh. Ah. You must be trainable. Amen. Paul said, Oh Timothy, 1 Timothy 6 verse 20. Keep that which is committed to thy trust. Amen. Number 10, so that we have a rounded number. Leaders, people who are not prepared to do menial jobs. In fact, somebody who is not prepared to do what we call low down jobs. Watch the person. It can easily be some way. Yeah. That's why I want all my bishops to learn how to build. The ones who don't know how to build and who have not built building before, they are some way. Yeah, they are some way. And that's why we try not to consecrate anybody who has not been, who has not actually practically built. Because to practically build is different from to, to, to just inherit. Yes. Jesus said in Luke 22 verse 27, I am among you as he that serveth. I am what? Among you as he that serveth. Faithful Jesus. That's why we sing, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you, Jesus Christ. I want to. Watch out for someone we can't train. I can't make you Learn something new. And I can't get you to do menial jobs. I can't get you to be an usher. I can't get you to do simple chores around. You're too big. Then that's a sign of pride. And pride is the first sin of Lucifer. So watch out. Everyone here must be trainable. Come and learn every and do every menial job. The one who first made kebabs in this church, she, her name is Selassie. I always remember her because her kebab, since she left up to today, I have not experienced what she was doing for us. Huh? Yes. 
That menial job that she did puts her in our memory. And some of us, you will not prepare to do anything. Every new house you come to, there's a way they did things. Your contumbre is made differently from somebody's contumbre. You can't marry a new man and say, this is how we do it. Take it or leave it. You will get a dirty slap and be sent back running to wherever you came from. Back to sender. Ask your neighbor, are you prepared to be trained or retrained? Yeah. Because some of you feel you, I'm already trained. So that's why the retrained is coming in. Okay, you don't get what I'm saying. You are already trained. So okay, retrained. Retrained in ministry. Retrained as a pastor. Retrained to do the work. Retrained. Retrained. You know, before we close, because we are not having a revival, I want to say something. You know, Rejoiner said something that has, I found a bit fantastic. He said that there is, are you listening? Are you listening? Because we are ending. He said that there is a certain foundation that is necessary if you are able, if you are going to be able to stay constant and faithful. And that is, do you remember the foundations of ministry? The foundations of Christ in Hebrews chapter 6. Foundations of Christianity. Hebrews 6, 1, 2, 3, 4. Those of you who don't do Bible study. Yes. Living the principles of let's go to the foundations. Now, he said that, underlying foundation of repentance. He said that it's a very foundational thing. And I, I was reading, it's a book I've read already. But I, God told me to read it again. So I just started reading it slowly. Then I started to see the book. I, I, I realized I you know, I hope you realize I'm reading my book, 10, 39 Signs of Disloyalty to You. You've all read it before, isn't it? <laughs> Foundation of repentance. Everybody here have in your spirit, this is the most important part of the service, a foundation like you can change your mind and you can turn around. If you don't have this ability to turn, to change, to be corrected, to correct, eh, you can't last. That's what he said in the book. It was a vision. He was talking to the Lord. And the Lord told him to last. You need the foundation of repentance. He said without the foundation of repentance, you can't remain humble. Yes, you'll never be able to stay humble without the foundation of repentance. Yeah. You see, without the foundation of repentance, you become rigid, hard. But once I can change, I'm sorry, I can change. I'm sorry, I've changed my mind. You spoke to me, it's okay. I've changed my mind. I changed my mind. Without struggle. The foundation, and I, I was thinking foundation. Then it struck me, yes, it is a foundation. Because he doesn't quote scriptures in those books. Those prophetic books, he doesn't quote scriptures. Then I realized that it's a foundation. Not laying again a foundation. So it's like it's a basis upon which to stand. Always ready to repent, ready to flow, ready to change, and turn around and turn around and turn around. And keep. I believe that if Judas had repented, eh, he had the ability to repent. He would have just said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I thought when you go, I won't have money. Forgive me. And I'm sure Jesus would have said that. You alone, you are taking about four 
males of the blood. But I, 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 I'll forgive you because I can forgive. Amen. Foundation of repentance. Look into the eyes of your neighbor, eyeball to eyeball, and ask the person, foundations of repentance. Are you the repenting kind? Do you have a foundation? A basis on which to stand? Ask the person, can you be trained and retrained? Can you be retrained even though you are from Wesley Girls or whichever school you came from? Can you be retrained? Can you change your mind? your holy hands I want to be more like you Jesus I want to be more like I want to be more like Jesus I want to be a vessel we work through Lift your hands like Jesus.
for saving us and giving us a faithful spirit. Thank you that none of us under the sound of my voice will ever be associated with unfaithfulness, with disloyalty, with treachery, with being a traitor, with turning against our own fathers, with the evil nature of the devil. Thank you that you are saving us and purging us, Lord, and making us new and better people. I pray for everyone here, Lord, for your mighty grace that you let the serpent seed be subdued in our lives and rather the seed of Christ Jesus the seed of the incorruptible word to germinate and dominate every life here thank you father I pray in Jesus name and as every head is bowed and every eye closed this afternoon coming to the end of our service but before we do that if you are here want to give your life to God I want to pray with you I want to pray for you maybe somebody invited you to church but you don't know Jesus as your savior you want to say Lord Jesus I want to give my life to you if you are here like that wherever you are pastor pray with me I want Jesus to save me today I want Jesus to save me wherever you are you want Jesus to save you then lift your hands where you are standing and thank you I see your hand I see your hand I said pastor pray with me I want to give my life to God if you've lifted your hand come to me in the front here come 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 from where you are standing come come from the back come from the side come from everywhere God bless you God bless you come and stand right here and those of you watching online want to give your life to Christ also lift your hands at home and I'm going to pray with you in a moment all right. Come quickly, please. God bless you. All right. I'm going to pray right now. If you are coming, let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Let's all join our hands. Lift your hands. Let's all lift our hands together. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life, my heart, my soul to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you for saving me. I want everybody here to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me from my sins. Today, I give my heart to Jesus Christ. I want everybody here to close your eyes. Say, Jesus, write my name in the book of life. I give my heart and my soul and my life to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Now everybody in front here, lift your hand again like this. Lift your hand. Close your eyes. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, wash me in the blood. The blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now, all of you here, look at me. Look at me. I want look at me. God is changing your life. Today is the beginning of a new life for you. You will never be the same again. Amen. I want you to follow our pastor 
she's got a sign that says, follow me, follow me. So follow the follow me right now and you are going to be blessed. Amen. You may be seated. It's time for communion, holy, holy communion. Beautiful. wash away from you every trait and smell of unfaithfulness and wickedness and disloyalty. May you be cleansed forever by the blood of your sin, of my sin, the blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. God Almighty fight for you. May God Almighty defend you. May God Almighty stand up on your behalf. I release the angel of the Lord to encamp around you, to follow you, and to assist you in all that you do. May you be safe. May you be safe, covered by the blood of the Lamb. You'll not be the subject of bad news or the subject of evil tidings or the subject of any unfortunate accident in the name of Jesus Christ you are delivered you are protected you are helped by the blood of the lamb that taketh away the sins of the world whatever sounds and is an unfortunate bad news about you we cancel it it will never happen I said it will never happen it is impossible in the name of Jesus Christ 
of Nazareth. Now, whatever your expected end, I hear in the realm of the spirit the word expected end. Whatever is your expected end, receive now an expected end. A good outcome. A good outcome. That is your portion. Place on your hand on your chest, on your heart. Father, thank you for a good outcome. I pray and bless your children. They shall have a good outcome. A good outcome and an expected end. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord bless you. The Lord favor you. The Lord remember you. The Lord answer your prayers. The Lord help you. The Lord release angels, convoys of angels around you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and on all your doings. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with them, for he shall eat of his doings. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. The blessing of the Lord rests upon you. The blessing of the Lord helps you. The blessing of the Lord covers you. The blessing of the Lord is with you. The blessing of the Lord is in the house of the righteous. The blessing of the Lord is in your dwelling place. The blessing of the Lord is upon all that you are, upon your children, upon your family, and upon all that belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, let me hear your loudest amen to the blessing of the Lord. Jesus, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.